This is the Veterinary Life Coach Podcast with Dr. Julie Capel, episode number 130. Before I get into this podcast with my amazing guest, I just wanted to say a quick few words to you and thank you for listening to the Veterinary Life Coach podcast and reaching out to me with your problems and suggestions. I'd love to hear from you. So if you want to try coaching or you want to just speak to me, you can go to my email, jacapeldvm at gmail.com and send me a quick note or you can go to my website and contact me there for either free coaching or sign up for my Wednesday weekly words, juliecapel.com or veterinarylifecoach.com. My mission is to build a community of veterinary professionals that are all about self-improvement, improving the profession, and taking care of our work and our life. So if that sounds like something that you're into, then reach out to me so we can build this community. I am available to you on Instagram and Facebook as well. And my videos for my podcast are now on YouTube. So if there's anything at all I can do for you, please reach out. If you like what you hear on the podcast, please go to Apple Podcasts and leave me a five-star review. That helps me so much reach more people in our community. Thanks again for listening, and let's get into the podcast. Hey, friends. Welcome to the Veterinary Life Coach Podcast. I'm here today with a very special guest, and I'm very excited to talk to this person. It's Ben Wolin, and he is the president and CEO of Covetris. And I don't know if any of you have or use Covetris in your practices, but um, I use it in mine. And I'm a little bit excited to um, talk to Ben today and get some insight and... Uh, learn about him and what he does. So welcome to the podcast. Uh, Julie, thank you for having me. And Thanks for um, being here. Yeah, excited to, to be here. So can you tell me a little bit about Covetris? Let's start there. Um, sure thing. So uh, Covetris is the leading uh, technology and services company in the animal health industry. Uh, we're a global company with over 6,000 employees and work with 100,000 customers globally, uh, wow. including yourself, as you mentioned, <laughs> yep. um, uh, which is great and, and um, excited to talk about that more. Um, you know, at, at the heart of things, you know, we're a company dedicated to providing exceptional and accessible animal health care. And we do that through a variety of ways, everything from... Uh, logistics businesses like distributing products and being an intermediary between a manufacturer and a veterinarian to providing um, software like PIMS, we're the uh, leader um, in the U.S. Uh, uh, in terms of PIMS. Um, uh, we provide e-commerce solutions uh, uh, like Vets First Choice or what we call Covetris now or prescription management um, uh, and do a, a host of things across, across the globe. Um, to help veterinarians really provide uh, better care uh, and drive better business outcomes um, for themselves. Okay, go back to the PIMS thing. I don't know what that is. Ah, <laughs> uh, sorry, I'm using. An I'm acronym. sorry, I'm not a techie. No, no, no. PIMS are practice management software. It's basically oh. 
I you know, know the that. operating system, things like Avamark and Evet Practice, and all right, and, I know what that yeah. is. I'm, I'm sure you do. I just I'm sure didn't you know do. the acronym. <laughs> yeah, sorry about that. So you you're in charge of Avamark. That's part of your part. Correct. Of so Covetris, okay. uh, Covetris was the result of a merger between Henry Shine's Animal Health Division and uh, Vets First Choice, and so the company's relatively new, two years old. Um, in some regards, but has been operating in the industry for, you know, multiple decades now. So Avamark is part of our, our business, uh, as is Impermed and Evet Practice and, and many others across the globe. Okay. So how did you end up where you are? You're the CEO, I said at the beginning. And yeah. I, love, I love people that um, have big titles like that. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm always uh, fascinated as how they got to where they where they ended up. Yeah. Um, so let, let's see. So I, I'll, I'll go a little bit further back and then give you the near-term history. But, okay. um, uh, I, you know, I'm an entrepreneur at heart. I, I started a healthcare technology company uh, in 2002 and ran that for uh, 15 years and was fortunate enough to scale that and take it public and, and eventually sell it. Um, after doing that, I sat on a couple of boards. Um, uh, the common theme of everything that I was doing was some intersection between technology and healthcare, um, always helping providers um, do what they love, uh, which is you know generally take care of patients. Um, and I was on the board of, I, I got asked to be on the board of Covetris uh, two years ago. Um, and uh, after about six or seven months, the board asked me, uh, to take over as CEO, which I did. Um, and so now I've been the CEO since October of 19. So um, a little under two years. Um, and for me, you know, what was exciting about the opportunity really was to uh, fulfill the company's mis mission, which is to help uh, veterinarians uh, do what they do best, which is uh, practice medicine. Um, and take care of patients um, and help pet owners as well. And uh, I knew that we could do that through our collection of um, assets, whether it be software or e-commerce solutions or compounding or logistics. And the list went on and on. And, um, uh, you know, I was just super excited to get involved with such a mission-driven company and such a mission-driven um, industry. Now is Covetris all um, animal? It's all Covetris veterinary? Is, Co Covetris is 100% veterinarian. Okay, that's what um, I thought, but I wasn't 100% sure. Yeah. So what, and, what's, what's the difference about that? Like, why is that different than other healthcare, do you think? You know, in some ways it's not. Um, you know, uh, uh, you know our, our business is really, everything we do is about helping a veterinarian succeed. Um, and, uh, we want to, we want to help them drive a, a better outcome, whatever, whatever that outcome might be business or healthcare. And so I, I, I actually don't, I think if you work with physicians, um, in the human health side of things, it, you know, a lot of it is the same. I think there's some industry dynamics like lack of insurance, lack of, uh, the government, you know, there's no Medicare or Medicaid, uh, in animal health, but a lot of the same dynamics about helping a small business owner um, 
succeed and run their practice and, and provide a better patient experience are the same. And so all of these themes like telemedicine and online booking and um, uh, home delivery and e-prescribing and, you know, all of those things are very similar. There's always idiosyncrasies and things that are unique to, to each industry, but a lot of the a lot of the driving forces about what a consumer wants and, and what makes a great patient experience um, are quite similar. Um, and so I, I look to bring a lot of that background and experience to, to this role and, and, and you know, build on some of the great things that were already going on inside of Covetris long before I uh, showed up. So you said you started in 2019 as the CEO and, and then that brought you into the year of the pandemic. Yeah. Did that change the mission of the company or what, what things did that your team come up with that um, because of that pandemic that you thought would be helpful to the veterinary community? Yeah, I, I don't think it changed the mission, but it certainly shined a pretty bright light on the role that we can play uh, in helping our customers succeed. Um, you know, so, so like to give you an example, um, we, we had some like nascent telemedicine solutions in the market, but it became very clear that um, veterinarians needed a way to continue to interact with um, pet owners um, or pet parents. And um, it wasn't going to necessarily be, you know, in the clinic. Some of it was going to be sitting at the, you know, curbside and some of it was gonna be from home. And so we really, uh, I think, you know, turbocharged our efforts there. Uh, and now, you know, in Avamark and EVET practice, you just have telemedicine features just embedded into the practice management, um, you know, software. Uh, same thing on prescription management. It was, uh, you know, we, we, we obviously had that pre-pandemic, but it just had a, um, it became even more essential uh, in in that in that environment. So, in many ways, as horrible as COVID was and still is, um, it was a very exciting time for the company because it highlighted the essentialness of some of the services that we were providing, and we knew um, that our customers uh, and your listeners um, were being you know, taxed at a, at an extreme level and the, the stress level was extremely high. The workflow was really high. So it really motivated us to do everything in our power that we could to make, uh, their lives better. Um, and some of it was just, uh, ease of use and some of it was financial and some of it was quality of care. Um, but all of those things were important to us and kind of, you know, really, inspired the company to, to help out the best that we um, could and, and are thrilled to see some of those solutions being put to use. So tell me a little bit about the telemedicine solution that you came up with. You said it's part of Avamark? It's part of all of the PIMS that we have, so or practice management software, sorry. <laughs> I know uh, what it is now. <laughs> yeah, now, you, right. It, I know what PIMS is now. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's embedded. So now, uh, you know, whether it's in EVET uh, practice or, or Avamark, you as a practitioner can um, uh, directly communicate 
uh, via um, uh, text or um, video with with a patient, um, mm -hmm. or, or sorry, with a with a pet owner. Um, now we're we're still huge proponents of um, the the you know the practice of medicine continuing to happen in the clinic. Um, but there is a certain convenience factor that that certain consumers will want, and cer and certainly some situations which don't warrant uh, an in person visit, where uh, a, a a quick question can be answered, um, and we just want to do it in a compliant. Um, and and uh, easy to use um, manner, and so we've just enabled that. So it's not a separate business, or you know, you're not offloading you know patients to another teleprovider um, that has like their own triage um, team. This is just allowing the practice to communicate with patients in a seamless way, whether they be you know, in the practice or, you know, over the phone or via, you know, text or email. Okay. So it's actually um, something that you can just use if you have Avamark. Correct. It's already embedded in there. Yes. I, the reason I ask is because we have Avamark at my practice, but I wasn't aware that that was part of it. Like we well, did telemedicine, but we kind of did it with our iPhones and our Skype and, you know, we kind of had to wing it. Yeah, well, that, I like, you know, I like we, that it's in there that I can we, try to use it. We just have to make sure you're on the latest version. Um, okay. But if you're on the latest version, you certainly have access to it. Awesome. Um, and uh, yeah, you should give it a give it a whirl and let me I know will. how it goes. Yeah. So um, when I was talking to you before we started, we talked a little bit about um, the work life balance that veterinarians, you know, have to try to juggle right now. And the fact that our industry is getting so tight. And what I mean by that is there's so much demand during the pandemic, everybody adopted pets. <laughs> and I think it, it kind of broke us a little bit. I think we're really struggling right now. So do you have any insight as to where do we go from here? How do we continue to try to take care of the veterinarians in the industry and also um, provide good care? Yeah, I, well, it's a great question. And I, I, I was one of those people, I, I adopted a second uh, dog. Um, You're one of the offenders, huh? I'm one of the offenders. I, I just I want you to the know. Puppies. Don't get me wrong. I loved seeing all the, all the puppies. It was great, but it's just a lot. It's just a lot. I want you to know, my wife told me, she said, the dog is going to be a joy machine. That's a direct quote. A joy um, machine? A joy machine. I love uh, that. That's a great and, quote. Yeah, but it's one of those like one plus one equals like eleven type of situations <laughs> in terms of the chaos in the in the household. So, I understand. Uh, um, yeah, two dogs, two daughters. It's a lot. Um, anyway, um, look, I, I I think there's kind of you know there's the short term and there, there's the long term um, here. I, I think from a short term standpoint you know, companies like ours have to just continue to make it easier to, to practice, you know, to run their practice, whether that be the actual care delivery or the logistics or the, you said it yourself, I'm not an IT person. I didn't even know we had telemedicine. <laughs> I, I didn't. <laughs> you, you know, I think if, if we can make it easier 
um, for you to do what you're great at and take away the hassle part of running a business, um, th that will allow you to be more effective, have better work-life balance, be happier, all of those things. And, and we, we try, whether that's telemedicine, we, we integrated um, e-prescribing into Avamark recently, just to one less you know, hoop to jump through, one less workflow. Uh, you know, it's not two screens anymore, it's one screen. So I, I think those are kind of, they all seem small and, and tactical, but you know, you, you know it better than I do. There's only so many hours in the day. And if we can limit the things um, that uh, get in the way of actually seeing patients and make it easier, then uh, that's, that's success. But, uh, you know, that's not the end all and be all, I would say, to answering your question. Um, and I think it, it's going to really come down to um, continuing to uh, train uh, new people, whether it be, uh, you know, vet techs or veterinarians. Um, you know, we do invest in uh, the university system and do all that we can, whether it's giving away uh, free products um, or just helping invest, you know, behind hiring those people. Um, uh, and then we just have to continually make it e easier to run your business and easier to, to practice care. So it doesn't seem overwhelming. Um, and clearly in COVID, we got to a place where new patient interest uh, or even existing patient interest way outpaced, you know, uh, new numbers of employees coming in, into the, into the um, industry. And that, that's clearly not sustainable um, and uh, needs to be addressed over a kind of a, a multi-year period of time. Yeah. Yeah. Do, do you have those same kind of issues with the employees that work in a corporation like yours? That you know, kind of struggle between work-life balance. I imagine a lot of your people could work from home during the pandemic, but it's it's a really yeah, it's a really great question. I would say it was real. It was really hard in COVID, um, uh, and we saw very. We have two very distinct patient, uh, um, it's not um, employee populations. Um, we have people who are about half of our workforce is. Uh, in a warehouse or in a pharmacy, and they are um, shipping product, taking orders, talking to veterinarians about, hey, which product is going to be right for this situation, so forth and so on. Th nothing changed for them except the workload went way up. Um, you know, yeah. veterinary medicine was deemed an essential service, so um, you know we, you know, kept going and and. Uh, there was a lot of pressure there because now all of a sudden everyone's doing it in masks. Uh, there's fear of COVID. Uh, the volume has gone through the roof. Um, so that was super hard. And then I would say for our office-based workers, they had their own unique challenges. You know, um, they're a, a new parent and they've got a toddler in the house and they're supposed to be on a Zoom call um, and someone's screaming and they live in a one-bedroom apartment and, you know, all of a sudden you know, they're, everybody's on top of each other and they're supposed to be doing a job and the lines get blurred between personal time and business time uh, much easier. And so I, I think almost everybody at the company faced a new challenge. And for some, it was harder than others um, 
clearly. And, and we've done our best to adjust and adapt and provide different tools to cope and evolve with it. But I think we're all kind of learning, honestly, in this new environment about how to make that work. So kind of keeping an open mind and going with the flow and those kind of I things. think anybody who tells you that, yeah, I think anybody who tells you they've got it figured out and they know the exact formula, uh, you know, is uh, probably being generous uh, with their own, uh, you know, uh, uh, opinions of their uh, uh, ideas. That's what I tell my clients. I'm like, when, when someone looks like they have it all together, it's just, they're really good acti- actors. Yeah. <laughs> none, I, I, of, none of us really have it all figured out. Yeah, absolutely. So tell me a little bit about the ordering. Um, I, I don't, is it, is it Vets first choice still, or is it, is just called Covetris? What is it? It's the, really called Covetris prescription. I know it management. was that. And then it yeah. Covetris, what is it? Prescription it, management? Yeah, prescription management. So basically, it's a tool that allows um, a practice to um, have a consumer uh, buy online um, and get products ordered to them, um, you know, or delivered to them at at their home. Um, And so rather than losing business to a retailer, uh, like, you know, a Chewy or a PetSmart or a Walmart, uh, you can retain that business. Um, uh, and what's really interesting is, you know, what we have seen is that after a hospital, um, or a group of hospitals adopt the platform and use it for three years, we see that the profit of that hospital goes up by about 30%. Um, and the reason why is, uh, the compliance, uh, with the, prescription is just much better. And a lot of that is because consumers get put on auto ship um, and it just gets automatically delivered to their home, you know, very similar to what you would see in another, um, you know, Amazon Prime or, you know, other things that are happening on a, on, a, on, a, on a regular basis, you know, versus, you know, you prescribing a medication and, you know, maybe they pick up the first time, uh, but then fall off. Uh, and don't stay compliant. So there's a real convenience factor for um, the consumer. There's a, you know, what we believe are better medical outcomes because they're more compliant with the uh, prescription. And then there's a better business benefit, um, you know, because of all of those things going together. And so uh, where some practices might have felt like uh, they were losing out by sending, you know, business out of the clinic into their online store, um, what we have seen is kind of the opposite, that it's more profitable for them, you know, over, over a multi-year period of time. Yeah. So do you consider it an online store for the individual practice? I, I know ours is kind of set up. So it looks like it's us. Yeah. It's, it's a hundred percent branded. It's a hundred percent branded the vet and at the end of the day or, or, or the vet's practice, I should say, um, and so it, it's, you know, Covetris isn't a consumer brand. We're not trying to compete with the veterinarian. We're really 100% there to serve uh, the vet and, and help them, like I said, drive a better outcome, healthcare or financial. And so it's their store. They decide what's getting prescribed. They, they decide what's getting um, sold. So, you know, if they have an affinity to a certain uh, uh, preventative that's what's going to be marketed on the store. If they like certain diets, that's what would be marketed on the store. 
Um, we just want to make it super easy uh, for both the veterinarian to prescribe as well as the consumer to transact and receive. Okay. So it's kind of, it's set up individually for each practice. Yeah. We actually have a, over 11,000 storefronts in the U S right now. Okay. That's a lot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, it is. And, and hopefully the people listening are, are, are members. And if you're not, you should certainly reach out and I'm sure you're- They can check it out, right? Yeah, you can certainly check it out. You're probably doing business with Covetris in one way or another. And, and your um, account manager certainly can help show you how it works and what the benefits are. Okay. So you said you were a dog owner. You got a new dog during the pandemic. Yes. So tell um, the veterinarians that are listening um, what your advice would be to them to deal with clients, because you can put yourself in the position of a client, even though you run a corporation that deals with us. Yeah, absolutely. Do you have any advice for them? Uh, that's a, um, I, it really should be the other way around. Um, <laughs> what advice do they have for me uh, to make them better? But uh, I would say, um, you know, the... Uh, you know, what we hear both from veterinarians and from uh, consumers or pet owners is, you know, just, just making it, just make it e easier, you know, um, it is really um, uh, the, kind of the overriding thing that, that we hear. Um, and that's everything from not getting surprised by the price of a procedure to, you know, in this case, it's just easier to have the product delivered to my home. Um, uh, or, uh, you know, I, I just want an easy resource for, you know, to get questions answered where, you know, I may or may not need a visit. Um, but in general, I think in all, all parts of our lives, you know, we all gravitate towards things that are less complex and, and easier to interact with. That's why um, you know the entire financial industry has come online. That's why shopping has predominantly gone online. Even buying tickets for the movie has gone online. And I think you know for for veterinarians to continue to evolve and adapt, they, they have to embrace that. There's there's no stopping that tidal wave, um, but there is participating in it and taking advantage of it. Um, and so. Uh, you know, that's what we're here to, to do and, and help people do that uh, as much as much as possible. But, uh, you know, we want we 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 never want to replace what veterinarians are amazing at, which is providing care. And I, I you know, I liken it because I'm new to the industry, but come out of healthcare. To me, it feels very much like the relationship you have with your pediatrician as a parent. I, I'm, a, I'm a parent as well as a you know, a pet parent and a, and a child parent, um, you know, that's a sacred connection and, and you lean on that pediatrician or you lean on that veterinarian in a very similar way. And we, we never want to not, we want, we want to facilitate that and make it easier to do the part that's irreplaceable and take the part that is replaceable and just make it easier. Yeah. And I think that you make a really good point. It's kind of like your pediatrician. And I think we as veterinarians forget that that's really our role is to take care of people because sometimes our clients treat us 
kind of like the, the auto mechanic or something. They're like, just fix it and charge me the least amount of money. You know, we get some of that attitude. So I think that's a really good point for us to remember is it's really about that. And most of our clients feel that way, not all, but most of them do. And so we need to remember that when we're having the day where somebody's being ugly or nasty because it's yeah. not going their way or it's not convenient enough. They have to wait. You know, we're seeing yeah, a, lot, or they, a lot of blowback on that. Or they don't like the advice or information that's being given to them. I mean, uh, my wife's a physician. My sister-in-law is a veterinary. And I, I hear all about the... the <laughs> both sides, huh? I hear both sides. And... <laughs> And I, and I think, again, the more, the, the, the less, uh, the more transparent uh, you can be with, with, you know, pet owners um, without surprises, you know, ho hopefully that mitigates um, some of that blowback. But unfortunately, there's always going to be a certain portion of the, of people that will never be happy no matter what you do for them. And, and I, you know, I think you, have to keep that in mind as well and hopefully not take it personally. Letting that roll, right? Yeah, it, e easier said than done. Yeah, appreciate the good ones though. I think that's really something that we forget to do. I, look, I, I can't underscore enough uh, about how, you know, we, in, in COVID, we all use the word essential healthcare, essential worker. I, I really think it rings true here. I mean, uh, pets are essential, you know, to so many people's happiness and the caregivers that are providing care to those pets are as a result essential as well. And, and so, um, you know, you can never forget that, uh, role that you play. And again, that's what motivates me and motivates my company to try to provide the best services that we can. What did your wife call the puppy happiness? Oh, the joy machine. Joy machine. There you go. Yeah. It's, so we it's take so, care of the joy machines. There you go. The That's joy. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes. You're a joy machine uh, caregiver. I, I, you know, I like the, the, the problem is it, it hasn't, it hasn't, it hasn't been true in the least, but other than that. Uh, <laughs> you mean your perfect, puppy hasn't been a joy machine? <laughs> no, I mean, he really has. He just is a, it's like, you know, my kids are older now. And it's like I've forgotten what it's like to have a toddler. And all of a sudden you have a newborn baby and you're like, wow, I, re I remember why I didn't sleep and why yeah, this is how hard. much work this was. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. So as um, an entrepreneur, this is another question I thought of earlier when you were telling me that you were an entrepreneur before you went to Covetris. Yep. As an entrepreneur, do you have any um, words of wisdom or pearls of advice to give to someone that is thinking about becoming an entrepreneur? Well, look, I, I really think, you know, mo most veterinarians are, you know, like yeah, you're, yeah, for sure. You know, you're a, you're a, you're a healthcare worker and a business owner at the same time. Right. Um, and, uh, and, and even, even the ones that are employees, you know, are, are, they are running the business. I mean, that you are in the business of, you know, veterinary medicine. And so, um, I, I think for people who are, well, one is just to realize that's who you are, uh, and embrace it and try to find solutions that work for you. And if you don't like certain parts of it, 
figure out how to offload it onto another company or another person who does, um, if possible, or look for the or look for the partners who are willing to take on the things that you don't want to do. Um, and then uh, I think for people who are new, um, again, I, I think it, it's about finding systems and 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 relationships where um, they can help you do what you love to do and what makes you unique and special um, uh, as best as possible. And I think historically what has been hard for a lot of your listeners, I'm sure, is that you've had to stitch it together yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, you're like, I, I don't, you know, I don't know how Avamark connects to prescription management that connects to inventory management. And that's like, and I, I don't care and I don't want to know, like, I want to be with patients. Um, I, and I think, Again, we're, we're trying to make that easier, but if it's not us, it can be somebody else. I, I just think um, recognizing that you are running a business and that you, are, you, know, you have to try to do that well so that you can be great at the thing that makes you unique is, is important. Yeah. And just being brave enough to reach out for help when you need it. Um, ask 100%. No, 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 no one was born... Uh, learning how to run a business, you know, like, and they um, teach it in vet school for sure. And yeah. And there's a lot of trial and error and it's okay to make mistakes. And, but what, what I would say is there's definitely best practices out there and good solutions out there. Like I'll, I'll give, you know, we, we were talking about prescription management. I'll just give you a interesting data point to share. Um, are well, I'll call them our best performing practices or the practices that generate the most profit for themselves generate something like four to five times the amount of profit that an average practice generates. And there's nothing special about the practice. It, you know, they have access to the same number of patients. They're not in some super affluent area or something like that. Uh, they've just embraced it. They've like, like you said, they've asked for help. And they figured out how to make it work for them. And it's been, um, you know, it's helped them provide better care and, and, and drive a better business at the same time. And so there, there are, and that's just one of hundreds of examples there. There are great tools and solutions out there. You just have to spend a little bit of time finding them and, and finding partners who can help uh, make it happen for you. Okay. Yeah, that's really a big thing. Sometimes we forget that you don't have to reinvent the wheel. I can guarantee you almost everything uh, that's being done uh, on the business side, uh, you don't have to do yourself or figure it out. Like that, that's, uh, it might seem that way, uh, but it's uh, rarely is the case. I mean, uh, you know, you, you would never um, come up with your own online banking solution or your own version of a, you know, QuickBooks. Um, like you don't have to invent that stuff. And, and that's almost always the case with, uh, huge components of your practice, whether it's allowing a consumer to book an online appointment, to writing a prescription, to um, getting inventory managed, to you know all, all of the nuts and bolts of running a practice. There's ways to do it all, huh? Yeah, I, I would say so. So the one thing um, before we get towards the end, but I, wa- I did want to talk to you about is I was looking at your website and you had a section on the values of the company. And I really found that, um, interesting. So I don't know if you know what they are, but I wrote them down and I just maybe thought I'd ask you to comment on them a little bit. 
Do you know yeah. them off the top of your head? I don't want to put you on the spot. <laughs> I'm going to have to pull up uh, the site. So I just, well, I just want to tell you, I, I just want to use the same, I just want to use the same words. Yeah. Um, I, I'll just read it to you real quick and then we can talk about it. It, you just have do good, yeah. be passionate, never settle, share the customer goal and give power. Yes. And I, I always love, um, corporate missions and values and, you know, even in, in small hospital settings. So I just thought that those five things are really interesting. And I thought I'd ask you to comment, um, on your take on, on all of that. Cause I think those are all really good points. Yeah. I, here, here's what I would say. And I think at the end of the day, almost regardless of the, the words that you use, right. It, do good, be better. Uh, make an impact. People want to work for companies that are making a difference, whether it, it be a two-person practice or a 7,000-person company. Um, at the end of the day, we all want to identify with places that have a mission and that are trying to make a difference. Um, and so the reason that we post our values um, is much a message to ourselves as it is a message to the outside world of uh, what we're trying to be and, and how we're trying to service people. I, I think all of those um, phrases really embody what we want to do in the market, whether that's how we treat our own employees um, or how we treat our customers or um, how we work with partners. Like we, we really do want to help, help people, um, you know, have a better outcome. And, and you can't do that unless you care about, you know, the mission. Um, otherwise it's, um, you know, otherwise it's just a number on a spreadsheet. Um, and it's, you know, it's just another patient or another transaction. Um, and so I, I you know, for me, um, the values are just a, a reminder, a, like a, 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 a halo over the business that you that you need to keep in mind um, every day with what you're trying to accomplish. Yeah, I think the one I particularly thought was interesting and different than a lot of other companies I've read is share the customer goal. And I thought that's a really good thing for us as veterinarians to remember too, that it's not our, it's not our goal that we're trying to work through with these people it's their goal and their goals don't always align with ours. And we kind of have to be okay with that. So I, I liked that one in particular. Um, and then I, you know, of course I like, I like all the other ones too, cause they're all. Yeah. I, it's, it's a, it's a great point. You kind of have to meet, um, you have to meet the customer where, where they're at well, rather they are, than yeah. always trying to pull them to you. I mean, in some cases, you know, you are the expert and um, I don't think you want uh, or I don't think any of us want patients, you know, taking, you know, medical care into their own hands. Um, but you're 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 100 percent right that in certain cases, um, you know, what a patient wants or, you know, what a, a, a pet parent wants, is it, it might not be what you want for your own if, if you were the pet parent, but it might be it might just be OK. And, 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 and that's, and that's good enough. And, and we have the same attitude with our partnerships that 
we'd love our customers to use every single thing that we have and use it to its fullest and adopt every feature and bell and whistle. Um, but in some cases, they're, they don't want that. They're not ready for it. They don't need it uh, or they don't need it in that instant. And uh, that's okay too. We have to, we have to really, I look at it as a partnership rather than a vendor customer. Like in my, in my best case scenarios, we're partners, you know, helping, helping, you know, you succeed. And um, I think it's the same thing about, you know, you know, being a veterinarian, being a pediatrician, you're, you're helping that pet parent succeed and um, they're not going to always take your advice, but uh, by and large, yeah, but by and large they are. And, and, and you're going to be providing that essential service, um, you know, that's helping them, you know, live a healthier and happier life. Yeah. So is there anything else before we kind of get to the end of this that you want to share about the parts of Covetris that we didn't talk about or any final thoughts in general about advice or. No, I look, I, the only thing I would say to you and your listeners is that, you know, um, you re- really are um, providing an essential service and, you know, we're here to help in any way we can. We have lo- lots of different ways to do that, but ultimately our success is your success. And, uh, if we can make, um, you know, the practice of medicine more effective, or we can make the business side easier or more lucrative, um, that's what excites us. And, and, and we're here to partner with you to make that happen. Okay. And anything personally you want to say, <laughs> any personal advice as a, as personal an advice and someone that, um, works hard with the people that work in this industry? You know, I, I would say, uh, you know, just keep going. Uh, <laughs> g- generally, um, generally there is a solution to the problem. Uh, generally it gets better. Uh, it's not always easy, um, but um, you know, if you, if you work hard and, and listen, and ask the right questions, um, you know, you can, you can find a, find the right path. I love it. That's great. That's great advice. Hard things, good things come from hard work, right? A hundred percent. Yeah. It's, it's hard because it's supposed to be hard. That's what I always say to myself on a, if, on a really tough day. <laughs> if it was easy, everybody'd be doing it. Exactly. So I, right, I would, right? I would uh, a hundred percent concur. Yeah. So, um, I think as long as, um, as long as you don't have anything else, I, I would like you to tell people how to contact you or contact someone if they're interested in any of the things we talked about today. Do you have? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, website or something. Yeah, of course. So you can always, um, reach out to me directly, uh, uh, my address, email address is ben.wolin, and that's W-O-L-I-N, at covetris.com. Um, uh, if you're practicing medicine here in the U.S., you're um, definitely, uh, you're probably doing business with us in some way, well, shape, or form. Even if you uh, don't know it. <laughs> uh, you're right. <laughs> even if you don't know. Correct. So you can ask your, you probably have an account manager 
who you work with and you can certainly reach out to them. And if you don't know, or if you want to just reach out to the company, um, you can always go to our website, covetris.com. But hopefully through one of those three paths, you can, uh, you can get to us um, and we'll try to get back to you as quickly as possible and, and help, help you solve your problem. Great. Well, it's been so nice meeting you. Um, I'm going to want to talk to you again. I can just tell. (laughs) Yeah. Well, by then maybe the joy machine will have really uh, fulfilled his promise. I'm going to write that down. I love that. So tell your wife that I love the joy machine. I think that's amazing. Puppies are joy machines. I will. I'm going to, I'm going to send her a link to the podcast. It's a great line. I love it. Um, uh, all right. Well, I really appreciate you having me and I appreciate I really... you being here and sharing a little bit about what, you know, yeah, absolutely. And, uh, I'm glad you're a, a customer and, um, I look forward to chatting again. More than you. I knew I didn't more even than know you, more than you even knew. I know. Great. <laughs> I got to um, go check out the telemedicine thing now that I, that I didn't know we had. So I'm excited <laughs> about that. Absolutely. Um, okay. Well, great, ha- uh, great spending time with you. And yeah, I look forward thank you to doing so much. Episode. I really appreciate it. Thanks everyone for being here today. Have a beautiful week. Bye. Bye, Ben. Talk, talk to you soon.